and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley McRobert. This is a podcast all about reality television. It is indeed. And on this particular episode, we will be recapping the challenge, season 36, episode 6, from Teresa with love. Ooh. Folks, folks, this was a Teresa episode. And yeah, sure, I saw the name of the episode last week when we were doing the recap. But I will say that I had a feeling that Teresa was going to be a big part of an upcoming episode because we hadn't seen much of her. We commented about it. Did we not, Ash? We did. And uh, we talked about the team of Jay and Teresa. Now she's got an episode named after her. I wonder how that will bode for our returning veteran, Teresa, and her second-time-ever player, Jay. Let's get into this recap. Don't you want to plug our Patreon and our social handles and no. tell everybody no. to listen to our Monday episode? That would be the worst thing for me. Follow you, us on Instagram. Folks, I can't have you guys doing any of that stuff. Okay? Rate us five stars. It's a different world now. Okay? Sign up for Patreon. $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes. It, it made a lot more sense when Trump was in office to really just plug the shit out of Patreon. But I feel like now... Biden's in office. Let's relax a little bit on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash reality blows. $5 a month will get you two bonus episodes. We already put one up for January. Not going to plug that. I think we're just going to do this Patreon. So the previously on for this episode is fun because it, it is Big T hanging from that cliff going previously on. And we got a we got a little chuckle out of that. Yeah, she was hanging. She was crying. It was fun. Basically, what you need to know about last week is that Natalie from Survivor is gone. Ashley Millionaire Mitchell is back. Big C and CT win Big the daily. T. Big T. What did and I say? CT. You said Big C. I, it's very easy to flub that up. But <laughs> Can we let's just, just call, call them T time. T time wins the daily. It, it results in Tori going into the crater against her best friend, Anissa. Bum, bum, bum. Anissa wins. Wow. And she takes Fessy back. Wow. Anissa, okay, goes in head to head in the crater with her best friend, knocks her best friend out off the friggin' show. No bye bye. More, no more chance, best friend, to get $500,000. Or Good. a million? I think it's, I think it's half a mil. Okay. I think it's half a mil. Listen, Tori's gone. And, well, half a mil a person. I imagine they're going to be competing in some sort of teams. This is how I think this is going to go down. Now, Tori's gone. Anissa, she's pissed off that she got sent in. As a matter of fact, she steals back her partner who left her at the beginning of this goddamn game. Messy Fessy. And, and, and it's wild. You can only imagine that this episode that we're about to recap is going to have a whole lot of Anissa in it. Mm. Guys, Anissa's not in this episode for one fucking second. No, she has. There's a moment. We learned something about Anissa in this episode. Yeah, okay, all right, fine. But I, I can't believe that she wasn't really in this episode at all. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Okay, let's go. Back at the house. Anissa walks in first, as the champs do when they're coming back from elimination. Devin puts his name on the board. There's a board? Yeah, there seems to be a big board here where everybody's name, and, and I guess the compromised agents maybe have some notation on there. At the very top is Rogue Agent, which right. is where he put his name. And then the other names, it's two columns, and it's team members. I they're wonder, lined up. I wonder if there was a thought that the Rogue Agent would have more to do with the series than it actually does. Because right now it's a dud. It doesn't do nothing. You're yeah. just, you get a free pass, kind of, Basically. right? I, I mean, that's sort of what that means. It, 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 it makes it seem when you are a rogue agent tj makes it seem as though this is going to be tough for you 
But really, it's easier because you can't be eliminated as a single player in this game. Hey, I want to be a rogue agent. I want to be a rogue agent. (laughs) Take me through the whole season as a rogue agent. And I think if it had gone boys, girls, boys, girls, boys, girls, as far as creator eliminations go, it may make more sense, this rogue agent thing. But because people have been unceremoniously airlifted out of this reality television show because of injuries, etc., um, I feel like the rogue agent part is just kind of like now it just feels like you're getting a free pass. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. I, I'd rather, I'd rather, cause then also I don't really, you don't get to see anything of that player for the next episode really. Cause all of their storyline is inconsequential for that week. Rogue agent is clearly a situation where production had a lot of fun with the marketing and didn't think too much about the substance. They liked the name rogue agent. They liked the idea of an individual not being tied to a team. It seemed a lot, a lot more flashy than it ended up being an execution. It also could be they, there is this extra person that you have for a week And it's like, well, what do we do with that person? And they're just like, slap a decal on it. You know, let's just call it a rogue agent because it just... Well, maybe they thought the rogue agent would be trying to stir up more drama to break into partners and things like that. Shouldn't the rogue agent be given some sort of power? Because then it would make sense to me like, oh, maybe you don't want to split this team up or send that person home because their partner with the rogue agent power will go crazy and fuck his house up or fuck my game up. Yeah. You know? That's a good idea. Maybe they get like a clue to a something. and Immunity idol. It could just add something to it. There are so many different little twists and turns on this. Um, all right, what else? So Anissa comes back, and she is uh, crying. She well, we haven't sad, got to right? that yet, Bing. Oh, oh, okay. So Anissa walks in first. Sure. Devin's putting his name on the board. Bing. First interview is Fessy. Fessy, of it course. It basically says it sucks that Tori's gone. I'm bummed to be back with Anissa. I hate Anissa. She, she doesn't hates. have any endurance. Yeah, basically he's like, listen... Uh, she's cool. She's a vet. I guess that's going to help me. First of all, he said, uh, the first thing he said was, okay, my targets are, are my target is now painted back on, on me. Mm. Um, cause I think he feels like he was, and he was kind of under siege, had heat on him. And then there was like a week without that kind of. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so now it, it's uh, it's back on him. Plus, you know, because now he's he's partnered up with a person who has also has their um, their skull. So partners where both people have a skull will eventually be, you know, the odds that they're going to get called out towards the end of this game is stronger. So you got to think like you probably want to be partnered with somebody without a skull eventually because there's going to be all the skulls are going to dry up. And they're going to have to go for people with skulls. And you don't know if it's going to be a boys or girls elimination at the end of it. So it's like if you don't have a skull at the end and you're just like, I got to vote these two people in because it's 100% chance that I'm going to have a shot to get the skull. There are a lot of little rules and weird little things in this game. I do appreciate that about this double agents uh, deal. But yeah, Fessy, Fessy's pissed, but he's also pissed, guys, because he wanted to hook up with Tori, even though Tori didn't know anything about it. So that's what she says. There you go. But we'll see. Now we're at the girls' bunks where Nick is right. Anissa's crying, and she's getting a hug from... Teresa. Mm. Teresa in an interview says, I'm friends with everyone. I came in here, you know, friends with Anissa and some of the vets, and I've made new friends with the rookies. Then we see Nani talking to Cam and Lolo about Teresa. Nani reveals that Teresa knew the whole day that Anissa and Tori were going in. 
How does Nani have this information? If Nani knows that Teresa knew the whole day, does that mean Nani also knew the whole day? I believe I, I spoke about this last week after listening to the challenge, the official challenge podcast hosted by Anissa and Tori, that Teresa wrote l- goodbye letters to both Tori and Anissa, left them in their beds before they went to the crater so that whoever went home got to get their, like, I'm sorry letter, or I hope you're going to be doing okay. But then Tori was able to communicate that information to Anissa? Like, hey, I got this no, letter. No, Anissa got a letter that said, sorry if you went home, Teresa. Oh. And she's like, mm, how would you even know that I was going to be put in the crater, bitch? Gotcha. Like, you know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha, and, gotcha. And so she must have had some more information that Anissa was blindsided, did not know that she might have gone in there. Um, and then, so of course, then they came home. I'm sure Anissa was like, what's this letter? Nani, what do you think this letter is about? Right. Now I understand. And we saw Big T talking about her plans with Teresa in the room. So we know as the audience that Teresa was in on it the whole time. She's playing with the rookies. Um, so in an interview after this, Nani calls Teresa a dirty player. Cam immediately in an interview. By the way, Cam's interview look this uh, episode was the highlight of the episode for me. Yeah, it was like um, uh, what, what would you call it? It was almost like a. It was like a pinup girl, but also like I don't know. There was she just looked incredible. Her hair looked great. Her dress looked great. She her whole look this episode was top top top. I thought she kind of looked like um she was doing some sort of like a. Uh, who's the 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 young Adams family uh, daughter? Wednesday. Yeah, there was like a because there was like a purple or a super dark uh, lip going mm, on, mm-hmm. and then she had like a like a cho- like one of those like chokers that were like they look like kind of black plastic. You're that were right. Kind of, they were kind of like latticed around her. It was neck. like an early aughts, late nineties look. Yeah, yeah, or maybe it was like, uh, and she was in like almost like a black baby doll dress. Yeah, too. there was that's like that's what the, felt like the fifties pinup inspiration. To me, it felt more like goth. It there felt, was a goth it, it there. Felt, it felt goth. Lots of elements combined to look smoking hot. Yeah, she looked cool. This was her my my favorite of her looks so far on this show. Agreed. Cam in this interview says, Anissa doesn't realize that Teresa was in on this plan. Okay, so that kind of goes against what Nick just said. She can't be trusted. Lolo in an interview, do you want to speak on that? I think basically that that at this point Cam doesn't really know what's going on. Also, they're not showing us the letters. Yeah. So they're these these interviews are taken later. This You're is right. a later interview, and the producers are like, "We well, got to tell this story for us because we're not going to show these letters because it doesn't fit. We didn't get it on camera or something, something, something." But it happened. That's how they found that out. So you know, sorry folks, if you want to be uh, lied to by friggin' MTV. But it happened. That's that's what happened. Lolo in an interview says, I don't know where Teresa stands. Then we have a kitchen scene, a very interesting kitchen scene, where Teresa goes to talk to Lolo. And she's like, hey, I heard you have something, some questions about my game. And Lolo basically confronts her about Anissa. Teresa in an interview is like, Lolo, mind your business. Like, why are you getting involved in this? They're talking about it. Lolo's like, I don't know where you stand. I don't understand your game. That was your friend, blah, blah, blah. Then Teresa says like something. Lolo goes, don't cut me off. You want attitude? I'll give you an attitude. Teresa's basically here saying like, hey, don't blow my game up. Yeah. I, I don't have to tell everybody everything. I can't tell Anissa everything. Otherwise, everybody's going to know where I stand. Now, here's my issue with that. 
it's not a rite of passage for people to have a secret game and be able to play their game. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like course. to look at Lolo and be like, hey, why are you saying all these things? You're blowing my game up. That's what her Lolo's game is. Yeah. And well, Lolo <laughs> is like is just talking to a person trying to figure out where they stand because she's bored in the house and wants answers and wants to know if she could trust Teresa. But Teresa's speaking on this topic as if it's like a foul game move to mention somebody else, to, to talk to somebody else about the way they're playing the game. Because it's like, are you kidding? Like me speaking to some, to you or anybody else about my game would ruin my game. I'm not, why would I do that to you? You know, why are you doing this to me kind of thing? Like, and it's like, because I'm competing against you and I've caught, I've caught you. You're sloppy. Like I, I caught you, you're being sloppy. And now it's better for my game if I out that and everybody knows that because now the target's on you and not on fucking me. So I just don't understand. Teresa is like clearly like, well, her back is against the wall here while she's at this counter and she's talking to Lolo. And and so I'm, you know, everybody's kind of in like a crazed state in the house. So I get why she said it. It's just what she said makes no sense to me. It's like, yeah, you, you who are you mad at? Lolo for noticing what everybody else noticed is that you're being creepy and sneaky. I don't know. And as far as Nani's comment about Teresa playing a dirty game, like I don't necessarily remember her dirty game moves from when I used to watch her. What I do remember is she was not really liked in the house by the women in the house. That's what I was going to say. From the little bit I remember watching, I just remember her not having a, a great social game. No, like she's cold and she's like kind of cutthroat. And um, and I think Nani coming in as probably a rookie like on this, you know, she, Teresa was probably one of the vets while Nani first played this game. Bad taste in her mouth. Also, there was a Leroy Teresa storyline somewhere. Nani also was on the, you know, the real world with Leroy. I can imagine there's some sort of something brewing in that way. And that's what the, the bad feelings Nani has towards Teresa. That's why she's expressing mm. that. Although she also says like she uh, later or she or even in that interview, I can't remember that, you know, Teresa was responsible for knocking Nani out on one of these seasons. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of animosity here. And I can just tell. I mean, Teresa just doesn't look like she's having fun in this house. Not at right? all. Teresa seems like she might engage with Lolo in this back and forth. But then we get an interview where she goes, this is not worth it. And you, she cools her jets. That is interspliced with footage where it looks like Ashley is listening. I doubt she was. No, they do this thing with the the sound where it makes it sound like it's traveling through like a hallway and bouncing off tin tin walls. It, no, I, I think she was just sitting there. I mean, that's that's a trick. That's a camera trick. Ashley in an interview says Teresa is fake. Lolo back in the kitchen advises Teresa to do some damage control. Next scene is another kitchen scene, but it seems to be morning. Nani sitting at the table talking to Leo. And this feels very staged to me. You know what this felt like? Catering. It felt like these two got up at the same time, walked to the kitchen, ate their catering meal. They don't really talk to one another. And finally, like not the cameras are there. So Nani's like, I'm going to strike up a conversation with this guy that I really haven't talked to yet in the house. And then, and then it, he reveals all of that. You don't think production think he, said we need to get this. We need to have a conversation about this. With, on they camera? were sitting so far away from each other mm. that to me, it was like a 
everybody was eating. They got their last. Everybody got up and they were just still sitting at the table and it was awkward. So Nani was just making conversation. That's how I, I mean, you could be 100% right. That's how I perceived this. And then I think just to kind of, uh, you know, shoot the shit, he was kind of maybe telling uh, Nani a little bit about himself because they had not spoken yet in the house. I, I think the rookie people are not necessarily like, I really do think the house is divided into groups, hangout groups. I don't think everybody's speaking to one another. Really. I think yeah. there, I think there's like a lot of times where people are just kind of walking past each other in this house and just kind of like, Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? And then going to their room and hanging out with their respective friends groups. Um, and that's what this felt like to me. This felt like a, um, we're hanging out. We're both on the same show. We don't really talk to one another. We're getting to know each other. It's catering. That's kind of how it felt to me. Leo reveals in this conversation with Nani that he's not having the best time. He uh, He's being... Something about being in this house is triggering him and, and making him think about his time when he was an adolescent living in a group home. And he's he, saying... I, I, I'm yeah. sorry to break into this, and, and I shouldn't do this. I should have let you finish. You got to remember, this could have happened day two. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They're, they're, these two people have been on the show for the entire time. So I don't know. I'm, I don't know what kind of point I'm trying to prove, except for I, I do feel like that this was more natural than a stage situation. Okay. I, I just don't think Leo Rush has the acting skills for this and Nani too, really, to stage this. I don't know. Anyway. Leo's talking about his trouble uh, being in the house and, like I said, specifically triggering the same sort of emotions and feelings and mindset that he had when he was a younger person growing up in a group home. He spent a, a small amount of time in a group home. I don't want to say he grew up in one. Earlier we see um, we see that something happened earlier, which is Leo FaceTiming his wife and saying that he's having a really hard time being there. He doesn't want to be there anymore. And then we get this like very ominous music workout scene. The drama is being built and we see Leo packing his stuff. And that's when I say to Nick, wow, they're giving him a whole exit scene. They're giving him the talk with Nani, FaceTiming with a loved one, packing up. Then we see Leo talking to Gabby. He's telling her he's going to leave. I'm at this point in shock because let's not forget Liv from earlier this season just left the show, didn't even get an exit interview, didn't even say to the camera, man, I really wish I could stay here, enjoyed my time. It's just TJ just told us she was gone. But Leo is getting the works. And I'm like, why? Why is this happening? Can we do Can we pause and do a followers check on the two of them? Yeah, go right, for I'm it. I'm going to go we'll pause. You won't know that we pause. We'll be right back. But what we're going to do is go, I'm going to check both their Instagram followers. Okay. And we'll see. Okay, folks, we are back. Uh, Olivia, Liv, she's got 30,000 Twitter followers. Instagram. Le Instagram followers. <laughs> Leo Rush has 400,000 uh, Instagram followers. So... <laughs> Sorry, I'm like trying to eat a fucking one bar. Get it together, P3 coffee. power protein. Well, we'll get to that. But um, so your, to me, your point is made. He, she's a huge, he's a much bigger star. Yeah. And he's also a star in a, uh, you know, the demo they're going for is is men. 
on the challenge. Uh, on MTV in general? No, I think MTV is really trying to go for women more. Oh. Women are better consumers, especially of this type of television. But the challenge itself is where I think they keep the guys. I think that's why the lead-in is always um, that stupid ridiculousness. That's also a guy's show, yeah. a boy's show. So I think having a pro wrestler on there from the WWE was very important for them to have some sort of crossover. You know, they have a lot of WWE connections with The Miz, all of that stuff. So I think they they felt bad about losing this person. Also, we're going to find out that there's a call to action that kind of comes up on the screen. And this is going to be treated like, you know, a me mental illness and uh, the effects of mental illness. And they're going to be very positive about that. And I kind of feel like they want to shine a light more on the fact that we are being positive. We'll see it in a second. TJ out of character. Somebody quits the show and he basically says, I'm really cool at that. And we have to be kind to one another. I don't know if they want to shine a light on the fact that we pushed Liv off a cliff and she fucking broke her shoulder and uh, now that's why she's leaving. You know, there's no call to action. Guys, don't do stupid elimination challenge. Don't do stupid challenge challenges. Or call you might this number if someone is trying to make you do a stupid challenge <laughs> challenge. Yeah. Call this number if you think that you might get pushed off of a speeding truck because an explosion happened and fall into a net and break your shoulder. Right. So, okay, so let's move on. Let's you, move on. Those are great points. Thank you. So Leo's talking to Gabby. He's got to go. Nick says he doesn't look sad. And this is a short-lived conspiracy um, from <laughs> Nick that I think lasts for the duration of this episode but is sort of quickly wrapped up once we take to social media and we see that it is in fact real. I wrapped but, it up in the middle. I looked in the middle. But for uh, a good 10 to 15 minutes Nick was like no man he got a deal. His wife FaceTimed him because yeah, he got a deal I and he's like, getting out of here. Well, I felt like he was losing money from not wrestling but it was really during the pandemic like heavy. Like we still, we're still in it. I, I don't know. I mean we looked at his social media and he had wrote Roten. He had written a, a nice, uh, thoughtful post about his mental health. I, I, I believe him. I got to believe him. You know, why wouldn't I believe him? But he is right now like in Japan wrestling away from his wife. And he's probably there for a couple of months. What so, makes you think she's not there living with him? I just you brought this up last night. I just don't think people are traveling like that. Uh, well, first of all, because usually in, in the pro wrestling game, your family doesn't travel with you like that. And here's the other thing. He's on the road. Like uh, the WWE is known for working their people on the road like 340 days a year and that's like traveling to hotel rooms like yeah you know? but it's not the challenge you get your phone with you the whole time you can call Maybe, and facetime well, your loved ones he was, as much he as was, you want we saw we saw a moment where he was facetiming his wife in a huge theater where they just use I it for you only FaceTimes. got to do that once a week I don't know. I mean, I believe that this is what happened. Just believe but him. I just, I, I just, I'm disappointed is what it is. Everyone files in for the daily. That's when TJ, TJ says Leo has decided to remove himself from the situation and that's the right thing to do. I support that decision. And yeah. we're like, what the hell is going on? I guess maybe he technically didn't quit. I, I don't know. This has got to be real because TJ would not treat it like this if it wasn't. Can you agree with that, Nick? Uh, no. I can't believe you're questioning this. Cam in an interview says, I respect Leo's decision, especially coming from our community where black men can't or don't really feel comfortable talking about their mental health. That's well, if you put it like that, Cam, now I have to agree with you guys. But still, I, I believe that this is what happened. I'm just very, very disappointed. Yeah, very disappointed. you've been looking forward to Leo being on the challenge and for a few seasons. And Natalie. 
I'm pissed. This is back-to-back episodes where my two sleeper favorites were going to leave the show in an odd way. And it's it's almost worse than if they get just got eliminated, you know? This season is going to go down, runs the risk of going down in the books for most people leaving. I mean, at this point... It's kind of like a blunder. I, I wonder if yeah. at this point in production, they're like, what are we, how are we going to do this? Right. You know? They've already brought back. I mean, the fact that they had to bring back a person that had been eliminated is right. crazy. And then that following episode, somebody else leaves without being eliminated. It's it's tough for this show. It, I'm already a little upset the fact that somebody who's been eliminated in a normal style on this show got to come back. And I like Ashley and everything, but... Well, we're on episode six and four people have left without being eliminated. I mean, that so is then that means, wild. And that means 10 people have left altogether, right? Because every episode someone's left. Um, Is that right? Right. I mean, has there been an episode where we didn't have an elimination because somebody left that day? I think I they just switched not. it to the guys. Yeah. Um, you know, when when both when when Nicole but, and Liv left, that was supposed to be a girls' day, and they were like, "Fuck you, it's a guys' day" for like two weeks in a row. Well, it's not actually ten because of you know this episode. Um, pause it. Why? Okay. Sorry, guys, we had to pause it. <laughs> Ashley had to tell me something ridiculous that she <laughs> did not need me to pause it for. I didn't but, want to spoil this episode. You know how long it sounded like we were away. That's how long we were away. All right. It was really a second. Okay. Um, what was I going to say here about people leaving? Oh, the last time I remember this being like, wow, what are they going to do was Rivals 3. Remember how people kept leaving in Rivals 3? No, we have to go through this. I think we're at 25 minutes and we're, I this know is insane. Yeah, let's, TJ let's, tells let's Gabby move. her new partner is Devin. Everyone cheers lackluster style. We learn that today's special mission is the smuggle run and it's sponsored by P3 protein powder and whatever no, P3 protein packs, P3 protein packs. Why are you saying that as if you know what that is? Because they sell them at Starbucks. Oh, uh, and like these are the things that when you go to like a counter to like if you're like at a hospital or in like or you're your, like kind bars, clip yeah, bars. Yeah, they'll have like a little thing that kind of looks like um uh what what were those uh uh those little like 24 you, energy, you know, when you like make your own sandwiches. Yeah, the hell Lunchables. Those things? They were like they look like Lunchables. Oh, I know. What there's you're like a little bit about. of cheese. So yeah. there's a three There's a get nuts and fruit and a cheese. Yeah, that's like your your protein. And so you've seen these before. I was pretty excited. Those things are great. This is called Mission Smuggle Run. By the way, when was the last time we had a sponsor for Nick, a challenge? Be quiet. Oh, that's a good question. This has been, this is way throwback in my opinion. I loved that. I got excited about that. I put that in my notes. Sponsor, exclamation point. Yeah, I feel like that just doesn't really happen anymore. I want to see a sidekick be I know, introduced. really. Like, give us something. T-Mobile sidekick. But this was fun. This was a fun throwback. Basically, the winning team gets $3,000 each and like a P3 prize pack um this is a basically a mini final they have a heavy capsule that they have to carry during a five mile race then they have to complete a checkpoint which is a puzzle and then race towards to the end nick says it's a mini final everyone says it's a mini final while tj is telling them what they have to do everyone's looking around and fessy and anisa are given serious looks yeah, it um, uh, may not go well for Ola Nisa here and Fessy to boot. Now, this is 
a, a substantial part of this episode. I would say that this this daily is like a third of the episode, and that's good because we won't have to talk about it that much. Um, so I'm just make gonna, up some time on this podcast. I'm just gonna go through all my notes, bullet points, and, and if you want to interject, raise your hand. I'll tell you what. The one thing I want to say here is like it is unfortunate, and Ashley made this comment too, but it is unfortunate that Anissa doesn't tr- really train for these. I mean, I think. I heard her say, I'm trained, I, I, you know, I train for these things. It's just like, I don't know. Is it because of her age? She's unable to transform her body like some of these younger bucks out there. But how the hell is she ever going to make any money on this show um, without being able to run long distances without? I think she might be training, but not running. And I think you got to run. I think you just have to run. I mean, here, eventually, what you'll see, she basically gives up and says, it's not the final. Now, everybody, do you mention this? I'm sorry. I'm, like, eating something. I know. Get it congested. together. Can I'm, I go through my notes? But, like, did you mention that it's three three grand? The winners get three yeah, grand? Yeah, I said okay. that. Well, I mean, I would run my fucking ass off if it was for fucking three grand. And I would do it, too, especially knowing that everyone is constantly dogging my endurance. And we're talking about specifically Anissa here. Like, yes. this, was a, this was a chance for Anissa to be like, I didn't come in last, bitch. Like, right. look at me. Like, I'm middle of the pack and I saved some for the final. And instead, she was like, it's not a final. Who cares? And it's like, everyone cares, Anissa. They're going to vote you out. All eyes are on you, Anissa. I'm sorry. CT says, Big T, lover, great heart, kind of an anchor in this. Because the yeah. way the capsule you have to hold, you're holding it on your shoulders and their height like difference is just so extreme. I don't know how these two are going to be able to hold this capsule. It's like lopsided on T uh, CT shoulder and Big T shoulder, and also Big T doesn't have any endurance. It seems like, and you know what? It's not even the five K folks that's killing these people. It's this little fucking awkward ass. They made sure to say that three times. Awkward capsule thing. They said it's it heavy too. And, and yeah, and I mean, I don't know how heavy it could be. I mean, no, nobody stopped carrying it. So, but it just looked like it hurt your shoulder while it was on it. It was just a little too big for the girls to carry in most cases. It just seemed like that was the real challenge, getting that thing. Michi says in an interview, this is hard. Ashley in an interview says, I was made for this. Teresa and Jay initially are struggling. Then we start to see Lolo and Nam having trouble. This is going to be a consistent, this is going to be consistent throughout this challenge. Lolo and Nam are having issues communicating. She has a shoulder. And it really just seems like from the audience perspective that Lolo is just berating Nam and then complaining about him and in interviews. Um, I, I think Lolo comes across really poorly here. We'll get to that uh, a little bit further down the line. Nani in an interview says, I thrive in these challenges. We see Jay and Teresa kind of get it together and start to push through. Gabby and Devin, Big T and CT, they're all holding up the end. Then we see Lolo and Nam having more trouble. Nam in an interview says yelling is not a good solution. And that's when I remember like, oh my God, English isn't his first language. Lolo's just like yelling at this person who can't like d- communicate back to her in that moment. I don't know. This whole felt, this whole thing felt really like a bad look for Lolo. 
Then we see Fessy and Anissa are last, dead last. We see Anissa needing to take breaks, Fessy looking dejected, not a good look for this team. We get to the puzzle. Ashley kills this puzzle. I mean, Corey literally just steps away and lets Ashley finish this puzzle. They're the first one to finish it. They take off. I like the comment that she makes here in her interview after they she kills this puzzle. And she's like, I play all the all these stupid number games on my phone. Like, you know, and and if you think about it, all of the little puzzles that you come across here, they are definitely phone games that you would buy. You know, kind of like Sudoku style, can you can you match up the these and can you add up these things? She's like, I just play a ton of these games like all day long on my phone, all day long. So it's like start downloading these games and you might be able to be good like me on these puzzles. Yeah. It, it's crazy She's like, to me. What are you guys doing? It's crazy to me that that hasn't gone around a little bit more in the challenge circles. Like, yeah, download these four iPhone games from the free from the the Apple Store and you will you will have a 78% chance of doing well at these puzzles when yeah. it's worth when it's when it's going to be a half a million dollars do online. 15 minutes a day I mean really cuz they aren't fucking cr- it's like at all of the numbers need to add up to 38 all the rows that's all this is yeah they have there's little honeycomb shaped deals little uh pentagons that have numbers on them and you just have to put them in the puzzle and make sure that at the end they all add up to 38 this is not trigonometry right um ashley, but kudos to ashley though she does kill these things consistently ashley completes the puzzle ashley and Corey take off they're in the lead then we learn they have gone the wrong way. Uh-oh. Corey apologizes, says it's his fault. But during that time, Teresa and Jay have taken the lead. So Teresa and Jay like found a straight uh, path at some point during this. And they both like looked at one another and were like, let's book it. And no one could ever catch up to them. I found this to be interesting. Well, that was before the puzzle. Right. Right. And Ashley and Corey did catch up to them. They were in the lead. So mm-hmm. Ashley and Corey were in the lead when they right. finished that puzzle. You're talking about in the first leg, before yes. we got to the puzzle, there was a flat part of the path yeah. where Jay and Teresa were like, okay, here's the, here is our time to shine as endurance runners. Let's just plow past these people. I just can't believe no one else chased after them. It felt like everybody watched them pass them. And yes, except for Corey and Ashley, the rest of the teams just kind of allowed them to get the lead. And I guess in their head being like, it's a long race. We'll make up the time. But like, I, I know that Lolo and they didn't, I don't think they got to the puzzle first though. I think Cam and Kyle were in the lead yeah. and they would have gotten, this was a hard thing to follow lead wise. It was a little hard to follow. I just do feel like there was a few teams here that how couldn't you just pull it together and just run faster than everybody else? Nam and Lolo. Like, I just don't understand what your troubles were that stopped you from just like sucking it up and running past these people. The height difference that Lolo and Nam have on Jay and Teresa alone would allow them their strides to pass everybody if they just sucked it up. This was disappointing for a bunch of these teams that I thought were going to kill this. Back at the puzzle, everybody (laughs) times out. This is like fun to watch. Like so-and-so times out, so-and-so times out, so-and-so times out. Lolo and Nam continue to have issues. Ashley and Corey are now in a race with Teresa and Jay. And Teresa and Jay win they make it seem as though ashley and Corey are gonna make like they're gonna you know speed past them but they just let them get a little too far ahead and never had a chance to actually pass them so yes Teresa and jay are the winners they are the uh special agents of the 
episode. Is that what we call them? Special agents? I don't know what they call them. Yeah, double Whatever. agents. Whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is a big win for this team. This is a, 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 a smaller size team, but they proved a lot. But did they put a bunch of targets on their backs? I guess we'll find out. Teresa in an interview says it's time to make a big move. Corey to Ashley at the finish line said you did good. You did so good. You didn't lose your cool. Corey in an interview says hopefully this is good. Like I'm close to Jay. So hopefully this is good for my team. Lolo and Nam approach the finish line arguing. Lolo wants to run through the finish line. Nam is over it. Lolo in an interview says, I care how I lose. I care how I cross that finish line. Nam in an interview says, I don't want to do that. I'm pissed because she yelled at me the whole time. Like, I'm not in a good mood. I'm not going to do what she says right at the end. She's been yelling at me. Big T and CT have a moment where they're like, wow, we finished. Leroy in an interview says, Fessy and Anissa came in dead last. And that's not a good look for two people who have skulls. Boom. Exactly what Nick was talking about earlier. Yeah, they're like, hmm. People are like, hmm. This might be a team I could just, if I if I decide to wait, just take their skulls. Teresa in an interview says, I can already feel the tension and I like it. I want all these girls to be scared of me. TJ says, congrats, Teresa and Jay. You're the winners. And P3 has decided to boost your earnings. You will now be getting 6K each. $6,000 a piece. Come on now. Cam in an interview is like, this is interesting. I wasn't considering them to be one of the strongest teams today. Mm. So they're taking note, especially because, like we have learned, this is a mini final. Yeah. Devin in an interview is like, okay, they won. Like, but now what? Like, who are they aligned with? Someone tell me. I don't know. He's basically like, uh, who? I think everybody needs to be scared tonight. Yeah. Ashley, back at the house, we see Ashley go to talk to Teresa. She's like, you know, where is your head at? Teresa's basically like, Ashley, I want these bitches to be scared. And Ashley's like, okay. And then in an interview, she's like, I'm feeling a little off with Teresa. And like, maybe that's paranoia, but my paranoia has never been wrong before. Teresa in an interview says, this is super awkward because I have the power and I want to make a move. She then tells Ashley she's fine. Boom. We, you got something to say? No. We see Lolo and Nam <laughs> working on their issues with Big T. Big T is being a couple's counselor here between Lolo and Nam. This is interesting to me because y- you would expect Nam to express himself here and be like, you yelled at me. He never says any of that. He just is like basically saying that they just had bad communication. And all it is is just another moment where just <laughs> Lolo is just unloading on Nam and then kind of just talking through like <gasps> like crying kind of and and you could just see nam just being like oh my god what has happened here to me this scene that's that we're about to talk about here i mean this that was it i mean it was just her right did she say anything else aside from like oh she basically was like i'm a team sport person you compete as a singular competitor every time you know he's like the beastmaster guy he's alone he's not on a team and he is very much alone when he competes i'm a team person it's very important that my team works well together and that we are communicating and this is the hardest challenge i've ever had to work with another teammate ever and then she begins to cry and nam doesn't really say much and 
I found this really interesting. I found the language she used interesting because she's like each team has a different style. And she's like, this is the hardest team style I've ever had to adapt to. She's basically saying we have a massive communication problem and it's all you. Yeah. Yum. I mean, she is putting this on him and she's also looking at him and being like, I don't think I can be partners with you. Right. And she basically, while they were competing in today's challenge uh wanted him to like cheer her on and he's like you know it, it helps when you, your teammate is like kind of giving you you know cheering you on and trying to give you some encouragement to do this and and he's just quiet and doesn't say anything so she's having problems with that she wants him to be a little bit more vocal or a lot a bit more vocal and Nam just is pissed, but can't really express that he's pissed at her. He just like chooses, I guess, not to say that he's upset with her about the way that she she was talking to him. In his interview, he says she has hurt my feelings. In her interview, she says he is selfish to the core. Wow. wow. Lola's not coming across well here. I got to say, not on her side. I think Lolo's kind of losing it a little bit, like a lot of people are. We're like maybe halfway through the show at this point, and this is where people start to like, you know, get a little cuckoo. Crack under yeah. pressure. Yeah. It's a night out. It's a night out. We're going to the igloo. We see Cam dancing with Kyle, and then Leroy comes up. They do a fun little bit where Leroy's like, can I get my girl? And then they, they have a little fun back and forth. We see Nani talking to Josh about Teresa. In an interview, Nani says if Teresa wanted to go in, she probably wants to go against someone she's already beaten before, and that's me. Jay tells Kyle he would tell him if he was going in. Kyle in an interview says, you know, they're going to try and get rid of any power couple they can. Like half of me wants to believe Jay, but the other half of me says they're going to go after any power couple they can. But we do see Jay tell Kyle in this moment, I will tell you yeah. if you were going oh, in. Oh, Jay lies through his teeth here throughout a multiple uh, conversations. This entire with his boys, episode. With his boys. He, he's made mistakes here. Jay's making mistakes. It's unfortunate because I want to be on Jay's side and, and Teresa's rubbing me the wrong way. So it's one of those mix-mash teams. I just wish Jay, and we'll talk about this as this kind of you know uh, unfolds at the very end. I wish Jay just, somebody reminded him that he's not partners with Teresa till the end of this game. That there's going to be a moment, most likely, where he gets split up from his partner and be reminded that this is a singles game. You just happen to be tethered to another player in the game. And I think I think uh, people make the mistake. He's not playing how CT played with Big T. This is the same situation that happened with Big T and, and CT as far as like plans uh, being enacted by one player and then it being a big move they want to do. And then, you know, every, all the entire big move comes to fruition. It happens. It, get, it manifests. CT plays this perfectly. And we're going to see here Jay is on the opposite end of this. Fumbles the bag. He, he, fum big he fumbles. Time. He could have come out. He could come out in this looking good if he if he just realized that. Teresa may not be in his alliance, just maybe his partner. So, uh, yeah. Back at the house, we see Fessy and Gabby flirting. Fessy in an interview says, our interaction is very complex. And then we just see her like telling him he's arrogant. And he seems to love being called arrogant. Gabby in an interview says, he's, his game has improved with me, but I don't know about this guy. Then we see Jay and Teresa talking in the bunks. Jay's shirt has such a pulled neck. You know those commercials where it's like, your, has your neck lost shape or whatever? Like that's what's going on with Jay's shirt. It's like cr a neck that has been pulled and cr it bothered me so much. But isn't that like the style? No. Oh. Jay. <laughs> it must be. 
Is this an interview or no? No. No, this is just him Them in. sitting in the bunks. Yeah. They're talking and they decide they want Ashley out of the game. Teresa in an interview says, I got to go for Ashley and advance my game as much as possible. Then we see Teresa going around the house and telling everyone to vote for Ashley. Teresa wants the house vote to be Ashley. She is going around. She's politicking. I'm not sure this is the right move. Well, she's going around like wild too. Like it's crazy. Like she doesn't seem to be that sneaky about it. Well, we literally see her talking to Anissa that you need to put at vote for Ashley. And, and then, she's like, and she's also like, everybody's doing it. Like we're all voting for Ashley. And then at a split second later, Ashley walks into the room. Yeah. And she's like, what's going on? Like, can we talk? Like, and I, I imagine Ashley is seeing Teresa run around to everyone except yeah, her. Yeah. She knows what's going on. Ashley in an interview says, I don't understand why Teresa isn't trying to get the house to put in a weak girl so she can get her skull. It's funny. All the girls who are heads are on the chopping block. Uh, this is their their thing. Right. Like, they're like, why aren't they playing the way that I want them to play? Right. Um, same. This is just exactly what Tori was saying last week. So doesn't bode well for the person who's saying that uh, history will, will show us. Then we have a deliberation. Cam just like straight up asks everybody in the house, like, does anyone want to go in? And uh, no one wants to go in. And then Nani says, let's not play dumb. Jay and Teresa have given us a name. Is that what we're going to do? Like, what's going on? And then Leroy just straight up says in front of everybody, I'm not going to vote for Ashley. Ooh. Loved that moment. Ashley says, hear me out. And then she goes through her opinion as to why they shouldn't vote for her. And I think she's got great points. Yeah, she's got great points. She actually, she clearly knows she's, she's her head's on the chopping block. We've seen what happens when she gets kind of blindsided by information or something like that. She kind of loses her mind and uh, throws a fit. Uh, here, she's prepared with her statements. So it's not, it, no one's sneaking around here. I think everybody at this point knows ter what Teresa has done, which is not good for Teresa and also not good for Ashley. Amber kind of pipes up and she's like, yeah, that's true. But like, we all know from other seasons that like people have gassed out in finals. Like, has Amber watched the show? Because Ashley is in, is in like, well, yeah. but Ashley's like, yeah, I competed in three finals. I won two and I've never gassed out at all. So don't <laughs> worry, honey. I'll be okay. Like, yeah. Like, why would Amber even bring that up? That was so. It's interesting, though. The, the you, when you start saying like, you shouldn't eliminate me because I'm strong and you might be partnered with me in the final, which. Well, seems, she's talking to the guy. Right. But that seems to, you know, that seems to be something that you'll hear every once in a while on these shows. Yeah. And I find this to be the last uh, gasp of a person who's going to be thrown in. Right. Just because like when you're playing like that, where you're like, you're trying to tap into the guys who like, yeah, I'm if for some reason the final is partners, you'll want to keep a strong player around because then that partner will help you win. There's so many levels there that you have to get to. Uh, you know, that it's just like the last gasp, really. Um, Amber in the interview says, I can tell that she's trying to get the house to vote for me. And now I realize I can't trust her. Michi, who let's remi remind ourselves is partnered with Amber, says in an interview, uh, you know, Ashley, shut up, basically. He doesn't say that, but it's basically like, be quiet. You're only here to stir shit up and steal more money. Does Michi watch this show? 
Uh, or is this just Ashley's just, reputation preceding I think, I think it's probably like that. But also, Mitch's probably been trying to get on this show for a couple seasons now. He's been kind of in the ecosystem of the challenge. So, yeah, I, I think it's a combination of both. We also get an actual comment from him while they're deliberating this stuff where he's like, don't pretend that a vote for my partner isn't a vote for me. Mm. Um, you're voting. We don't. And then that's when everybody's like, it's a guy. It could be a guy's day. It could be a guy's day. And then at this point in the show, Ash and I watching it, I looked over at Ash. I go, wait a minute. They've mentioned like six times like, well, we, we assume it's a girl's day, but it could be a guy's day. What if the story here is it is a guy's day? And Nick becomes convinced. They're preparing so hard for this girl's day that the guys are the ones that are going to get blindsided here. And then I start looking. I go, oh, my God, Corey. Of course this is going to happen to Corey. Corey's going to go the fuck home because of this bullshit. And, and then that's what I'm saying. If they don't do that, they're fools because that's the way editing is going. Right. So um, Cam like ends the deliber deliberation by saying like, listen, I think we should all just choose who we want to go up against, which is, I think, saying let's vote for a weaker player. We see everyone vote. It's fun. Then we see Jay and Teresa go into their room and they get their incoming data classified. The agents who have been compromised are da 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 da. Ashley and Corey. Teresa is the happiest I have ever seen. I mean, this woman is like, this is the first time I've seen her smile on the show. I, it makes me think that she has never once successfully pulled off a um, politics move. Yeah, she's very thrilled. She is glowing. We learned that Ashley and Corey have been nominated by nine players. Gabby and Devin, CT and Big T, Lolo and Nam, Michi and Amber, and Casey. So that means Leroy did not vote for Ashley, and Casey did, and they're partners. I find that to be sort of interesting. Well, we know Casey's close with Jay, because remember the Jay and Josh beef. Also, it seems to me that Cam and Ashley are close to one another, yes. and uh, so I, I would say that uh, Leroy probably by proxy as well. So, mm -hmm. um, It is interesting. It is an interesting vote. Um, Jay says, I'm down to do whatever you want because Teresa's like, who should we put in? Nani and Josh, Cam, Ashley. Jay's like, whatever you want, partner. I am here for you. Back at the girls' bunks, Teresa is talking to Cam. And this is like so cringy y'all Teresa's like looking at cam and she's like like if you want to go in i'd love for you to get a skull like if it's a headbanger like let me i'll put you in if you want you can get a skull and cam's just like looking at her like um what yeah this is so strange to me and i don't know what prompted this like i want to know why Teresa thought that this is a move to make i mean it, you know it really doesn't matter she's got all the power anyway uh also like I think that this happens before Teresa, like I think this is shown out of order. I don't think Teresa at this point knows that Ashley's going in. Mm. Because I think Cam, like if you were to, because they make a pact that they will not tell anybody, not a soul who, who got compromised, yeah. Jay and Teresa. So the idea that everybody in the house knows that Teresa knows who's going in into the crater, voted in by the house, and then she goes up to Cam and goes, if perchance it happens to be Ashley, would you want to go in if it's like a headbanger? And then Cam's like, why are you even saying this to me? So to me, if that had happened in the order in which it was shown to us, I feel like Cam would be like, so Ashley's going in. You're saying, though, that Teresa said if perchance it's Ashley. She didn't say that. She said if it's a headbanger, I can I can put you in so you can get your skull. I don't think she said if it's Ashley. I don't know. I don't know. 
Well, she knows who it is, like, at that point, right? Right. So, like, don't you think Cam would be pretty suspect and, like, okay, like, you're going to offer me this, but you're not going to tell me who's compromised? Like, I think she would be a little bit more, mm. I think she would be more vocal than just the confused look on her face. Right. That's it also, a good point. It seems, it because seem, it just doesn't seem like Cam would be the one to, like be like okay like you're not telling me information and this seems like a setup but i'll accept this i feel like she would just she's got enough friends in the house where she would just be like what are you talking about you know yeah cam is looking at Teresa like i can see through you i don't understand why you're doing this leroy is kind of like trying to play along kind of like oh okay yeah maybe i have been okay and then cam's just like "Mm, something's fishy here and you know what cam you're right then we see I, can i say i don't like the terminology headbanger yeah me neither <laughs> it just cr- made me cringe when Teresa was telling cam that if it's a headbanger i want to go put you in if it's a headbanger yeah we see Corey go talk to jay in front of anisa they're in their little bunks Corey goes up to jay and he's like hey man i'm just asking for a heads up like if it's me just let me know and jay is like a hundred percent my dude i will let you know if you're going in Then in an interview, Jay says, I'm doing stupid moves right now and I can feel it. I think that this happened before the agents were compromised. Probably. I think what happens is the agents get compromised and they all pack their shit up and go on the bus. Yeah. And I I don't think you see much from the the double agents or whatever, the winners of the the day's challenge. I don't think you see much of them in the house before the actual crater. I think you're right. Um, otherwise, we'd see more of like badgering going on. And, yeah. And like, you know what I mean? We'd, yeah. You'd, you'd notice that. But the idea that Jay and, and Corey are really close and then Jay wouldn't just pull Corey aside or Corey wouldn't pull, like, you know who's going in, just tell me. And you, you would see that. But the fact that he was like, give me a heads up, being like, when you find out, give me a heads up. You know, spoiler alert for a couple of seconds, you know, or or Corey and Ashley are going in. It's not a spoiler alert. Like on he mentions later, Corey, that on the bus, he looked over at Jay and Jay gave him a wink and said, you're not going in. So to me, that means that's the first time Corey and Jay saw each other since the compromised agents. So because this all felt very weird to me, this whole Cam talking with Teresa and the Jay talking with Corey, it just... If you were Cam and you were Corey, I'd be so many, so much more incensed to find out who the fuck was compromised, you know? Yeah, Nick, that's a really good point. I agree with you. The, <laughs> I do. I think you're making a good oh, point. Okay. The green light goes off and everybody starts filing into the crater. Everybody's got their stuff. Ashley says, we hear her say to Corey, hey, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Going into the crater, very dramatic, artsy buildup. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was like some. It was like a, a like a. Sl- I didn't like it. it. It felt like a slow sort of pump. Up yeah. To, uh, up to like uh, the, the the actual crater. I like when it's more like rock and roll. Let's get it going. Yeah. TJ explains who's been compromised. It's Corey and Ashley. And speaking on Nick's point here about how quickly it must go from being voted in to the crater, um, Ashley is like shocked. Like she is totally shocked. This is a blind side. In an interview, she's like, I'm freaking angry. Ashley to Corey says, so everyone just lied to us, which makes it seem like this did just happen back to back. TJ says, how do you feel? Corey says, everyone's a snake. Everyone's lying. And then Ashley says, they all lied to my face, TJ. Cam, in an interview, says, Teresa promised me. I don't know why I wrote that down. Do you know what she promised her? 
Um, she promised that if I would only go in if it was a headbanger, and I oh, said no. that I wanted to go in. I would only go in if I wanted to go yes. in. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Teresa in an interview says it's going to be Ashley, Cam, or Nani. I've got to get one of them out. This is my chance. Why does she want to get Nani out? Uh, like thinks what? that she's a good player. I think it's because Nani and Nani, she knows that Nani's suspect of Teresa and, and, uh, and Nani would be aiming for Teresa probably right. at some point in this game. Yes, right? they're, not, they're not buddies. Said, they're not friends. These are the girls that are already sort of suspicious of me. Right, 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 right. Um, TJ says, who do you want to come down here and earn your skull? Teresa says, tonight it's going to be Cam and Kyle. Then Ashley freaks out. She starts yelling at everybody. That's what y'all get for burning votes. Cam and an inner. She's like, when are you going to learn that a burn vote is a vote against me? I I wish (laughs) I liked this. And I wish I would have seen a little of that in the house. Like her going around being like, now don't burn votes. Let me explain to you what happens during a burn. Here's historically what has happened during burn votes. Cam, come over here. Remember when you made everybody burn votes on everybody else? And then the one person you voted for went in. Burn votes don't work. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Ashley's meltdown is fun here. It is fun. It's because it, she's she's in she's she's completely pissed off, but also she's already lost this game once legitimately. Yeah. I, and I think in the back of her head, she's like, "Fuck!" Like I had another chance and I lost it again. Like I'm pissed, but I can't be too pissed. But fuck, you know. Cam in an interview says, "Congratulations, Teresa. You've just crossed me." Teresa in an interview says, "I need to get Ashley out of the game." Kyle in an interview says, Jay promised me. He looked me right in the eyes, said I wasn't going in. TJ says, tonight is a special elimination game, especially. Ooh, what was that? (laughs) We're going to have to edit that out. I didn't hear anything. TJ says, tonight is a special elimination game, especially for the men. Ashley gives everyone the middle finger. And then TJ says to watch their partners step aside, gentlemen. Oh man, that was, I mean, that got me, that got everybody. Everybody was burned by that. No one could believe it. The only person who was uh, emotionless was Teresa standing there. Cold as ice, ice veins. Cold as ice. And uh, I mean, when (laughs) Kyle and Corey like leave their partners and like walk (laughs) behind, like they're quiet about it, but they're like, they're like jumping all over each other with excitement. Corey does like a little sneaky, like backup (laughs) move. And then him and Kyle, yeah, they're like hugging. I mean, they're, they're jumping they're, up and they're, down. They're going wild, and and uh, right behind their partners, uh, where their partners can't tell that that's happening. But I found that to be a fun little Easter egg in the background. Cam is cool and collected. She says, "Good luck to Ashley." Ashley's livid. She said, "We knew this was going to happen." Jay says to Teresa, "We are in deep." TJ tells us this is called deep ringer. You basically are harnessed up on a fly reel and you've got to jump around off a platform and put rings on post. Whoever puts six rings up first wins. Um, Ashley says in an interview before this uh, elimination, they have the audacity to call me a snake. I would never do any of this. I would never do something like this to someone I was aligned with. I wonder who she's pissed about. I wish she would have used names. Yeah, me too. But I mean, I got to say, Ashley is like always loyal to the people she's in an alliance with. I've never seen her cross someone she was okay, in who, an alliance who, who with. Who was she in an alliance with that voted for her? 
I'm guessing the fact that like some of people in her alliance burned their vote. Yeah. You know, I think that that is really the issue here. Because if everyone, because basically the vote got split between Gabby and Devin and Amber and Michi. But if everyone had voted for Amber and Michi, they would be the ones going in. Right. Um, Cam says in an interview, like, Killicam has been activated. CT in an interview says, Cam versus Ashley, this is a main event. This yeah. is a headlining event. Yes. I'm excited to watch. Yeah, this uh, this got me jazzed up for this. For me this too. Head-to-head. They both struggle in the beginning. They can't figure out what's going on here. And then all of a sudden, Cam stops. She reevaluates the situation. And then she finds a way to make this work for her. And she just starts putting rings on posts. So you just basically, you have to get your footing on a little pole, right? And you have to kind of, it, it, it seems like they've lifted them just so there's the balls. There's a platform. There's a, there's a bl- platform, a small platform that you need to sort of touch the balls of your feet to, to kind of get a little bit of momentum to sort of Peter Pan swing over to the rings pull the rings off your belt and then put the rings on these little hooks and there and there's like six rings and all the poles are in like uh, across from each other and you you're, to, there's a platform in the middle and the poles surround the platform yeah, it, and you're hopping from the platform to the pole it, to put these it rings seems up. to me if you were sort of graceful with it and used your momentum and you and you kind of swung you use the swing to your advantage you're going to do well in this and this is what cam does immediately she well she, not immediately she struggles she struggles and then for she a resets. second and she resets and then gets her footing gets the momentum and then boom hits her one goes to the then the momentum swing backwards she already had another one in her hand she hooks two so that's bang bang one and two and we look over at ashley and ashley is flopping like a fish on a wire ashley's struggling big time and it's just clearly like it's very clear Watching Cam struggle in the beginning and then stop and reset herself, that she has the clarity of mind. She has the coolness of a champion. I mean, this is a a winner's mindset here. She does not get defeated by the panic. She stops, she reassesses, and then she dominates. Ashley's struggling. She's flopping back and forth. She's having a lot of problems with her rings. Like at one point, she's got like a ring around her leg. She's like trying to pull her shoulder out of her ring. She keeps saying, My rings are stuck i don't know what is going on she can't seem to get the rings off her belt she can't get the rings off of her and then she she kind of picks up some momentum but then she drops two rings and it's like ashley girl bye again cam wins cam wins Teresa in an interview says this is a win for all the girls she keeps she said that twice in the episode i i feel like she in her mind that's like the spin she's putting on it to everybody back in the house is like hey this was good for all of us guys am i right um okay it seems like it was good for a couple of the girls and maybe you maybe yeah, but what maybe. did you really get out of it other than a big target on your back you didn't even get a ring you didn't get a skull you know what I mean? It's just like, what does Teresa get out of this other than one person who already left going home again? I don't know how this is a huge win for, for Teresa. I guess a strong player went home. A strong player went home again. I think Teresa got spooked that Ashley and Corey would have won that daily, that mini final. Yeah. I think that had something to do with it. And... um yeah, I think Teresa was also maybe hoping she'd knock out Cam. I think Teresa was looking at this like, one of these people going home is good for me. Yeah, I guess so, sure. Leroy, from his platform as a as a spectator, 
turns and looks up at Teresa and Jay, the double agents who are on their platform, and he says, you're going to pay for this one. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. TJ says, how do you feel? Teresa says it was a plan and it was executed. And that's when Corey starts yelling at Jay. Did you not wink at me? Did you not wink at me on the bus? Yeah. TJ looks at Ashley. Well, you know the drill. <laughs> Ashley, uh, Ashley's exits. And then she looks at the camera in her exit interview. And she says, you can guarantee I will be back. And I'm going to get revenge. And she looked uh, up at the people on the platform. and like, don't let her get away with this. Yep. And then she leaves. And then we get a little uh, clip uh, real quick of um, uh, Jay and Teresa talking. And Jay's like, wow, I can't believe it worked. He's like, but we're fucked. Um, and then we were, in a, we were in deep shit. And then Teresa's like, yeah, but we were going to be in deep shit anyway. So who gives a shit? I don't care. And uh, we don't get to see any sort of um, um, like a recoupling ceremony. Right? I mean... Well, TJ says, Cam, you have a decision to make. What are you going to do, Cam? Are you going to stay with your partner? Are you going right. to infiltrate? And then that's when we see all of these male competitors. We see CT. We see Durrell. We see interviews from all these strong athletic competitors being like, Cam, pick me, pick me, pick me. We love to see it. She's got respect in the house. Again, I wish she would pick Durrell. I just feel like Durrell and Cam would be unstoppable. Um, and I've said that since the first episode. Uh, would love to see that. Hopefully that happens later in the season. I would celebrate that. But instead, Cam sticks with her partner, Kyle. And then Kyle says, Mr. and Mrs. Killa. Yeah. <laughs> which was really Killa funny. Kill Cam and Killa Kyle. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was very funny. And it was a, a, a nice moment. It was a nice moment. And Corey's a rogue agent. Corey's a rogue agent for a week. And that's the episode, y'all. Or till the next guy's <laughs> elimination. Um, yeah, that's it, folks. Um, this was uh, another wacky episode. Honestly, this has been a fun season to watch. They're jam-packing a ton of crap in each of these episodes, and you get a lot. And it's been strange. It's been weird. People just leaving left and right, dropping like flies. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it. Folks, that has been our recap. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're rating us on uh, Apple Podcasts, and you're following us over on Instagram and on Twitter, and then also join our Patreon. And uh, as always, may TJ say, you know the drill. And may Ashley Mitchell just continue to come back and leave. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys.